Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show this is a podcast on the pod fix network Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com. Super Movie Brothers, episode 152. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. I want to issue an apology before we really get started, Jay. Uh, we have the windows open tonight mm. because here in southeastern Pennsylvania, it is a balmy, ball sweaty, like 86 degrees out. Yeah, and, so uh, well, how about we just like warn them now so the next, like, what? 20 episodes are going to be sounding like this probably because <laughs> you may hear a random dog barking in the background you may hear a loud motorcycle going turns up into the street. a sweat box in here yeah. it, because uh me and jay just can't put up with our old man balls mm. drooping down to our knees dripping ball sweat all over our ankles my wife has to mop that floor up after <laughs> i like walk out of here and i'm just like dragging my my droopy sack yes. all over the place so yeah i would prefer just to keep the windows open so that we uh we, we we're not schwitzing while we're recording all the time <laughs> But with that being said now, yes, Jay, what have you been up to this week, man? It's been one week since you looked at me, got your head to the sides and I'm angry. Well, Dave, I was actually away. I was down the shore playing uh, golf. I was on a little guy's golf trip for about four days. Little guy's golf trip. Yeah, you yeah. shared some pictures on Instagram. Yeah, a little bit. A little we, bit. A little if we one. didn't have other questions to answer oh. this week, those were going to be caption <laughs> contests. That. that of you on the red carpet oh, when you gosh. went to the when you went to the uh, indie movie festival, Philadelphia indie movie. Did festival. we do one? No, we didn't do one. Okay, we, we up, talked about that. We, we we had some other questions to get through before. Yeah. Well, those will. Well, you can always someday. save them, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, people will see you in your salmon shirt and your sear. That was a glory, fair warning. Sir. And my hat—you can't forget the straw fedora hat. Who could forget that hat? <laughs> I was looking at you and I was like, "This man is definitely smoking a Cuban cigar at some point today." And he twice. And he just—he literally just made a deal that involved five kilos of a white powdery substance. Like you looked straight Living up. Dream. Yeah, you looked straight up like Miami. Miami Vice. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back, baby. Twenty nineteen. All right. So how was your how was your little your little golf outing? It was, you guys it, was it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, it surprisingly went by very quickly, and I was ready to get back. I was, and I honestly, um, I got a nice little tan. It was a good time. Allergies kicked my ass, and my body just didn't hold up. And then. 
right afterwards, I come back and I have the first game of my new basketball season. Uh, last night rocked me hard. I w- I woke up horrible. It was so sore. Usually, my when people body- talk about sporting uh, sporting events and they use the word like "rock me," like here I am. Oh no, no. rock you like a hurricane. I haven't pl- I haven't played ball in like. <laughs> Three years, pretty much. It's pretty much that, like, rock me like a hurricane is pretty much what your knees were saying, like, when oh, you're gosh. walking off the court and you're just falling apart. I'm telling you, we're getting old, Jay. I'm feeling it now. Yeah, my, my alumni. Believe me. My alumni lacrosse game, like, I, I usually play in it every year. They sent me the thing where they're like, hey, alumni lacrosse game, going to be May yeah. something something or the Memorial Day weekend. Would you like to come by? And I was like, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pass. Because you remember I said, like, when I mowed the lawn for the first time this year and I did both front and back and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, you were done. When I was done, I was like, but me and Lauren did a lot of garden. We did other stuff that day. But by the time I was done with yard work, like, six straight hours of yard work, I was like, I can't do this. And I realized, like, there's no way my body's going to hold up running up and down a field for two fucking yeah, hours yeah. practically non-stop i might have a heart attack like i was like no it's like it is a wake-up call that maybe i need to get in the shape but there's nothing i can do about the joints like there's nothing right. you could do about that <laughs> and, and and honestly and then the day after i i have three gardens at work and i got suckered into doing a shit load of work that needed to get done and i'm kind of a perfectionist with that stuff even though i don't know too much about gardening I know enough. So here's so so here's what, here's what I love. <laughs> we know that you work with individuals that yes. have an intellectual disability, right? So they are interested in gardening. So you are gardening with them, and then what happens is you wind up doing on the gardening, mm. and they stand there watching you deal in the garden. Mm. So I put two and two together and figured out that you just got tricked by a bunch of kids with intellectual disability into doing hard labor for them while they did nothing, yeah. and that makes me wonder which one of you guys is the smarter ones <laughs> is it the kids it's with still up to debate is it the kids with uh, intellectual disability or is it the sucker who's on his it, knees it can't be me plants? since i've been there for 12 years it can't be me no, any person in the right mind wouldn't have not have stayed there for that long and then you like then you're talking about how you are going to be on a plane you're going to be in charge of two or three young children three three two uh, a set of twins and one older that are child. eight years old eight eight and eleven right and an eleven year old right and you're going to be in charge of taking them back from your sister's wedding yes down. from mexico all the way back home here and i am dreading that they are going to walk not only that you. i have to leave eight o'clock in the morning the day after the wedding hung over with three ADD kids going nuts. Jay, if you could be tricked by three <laughs> kids with an actual diagnosis of intellectual disability into doing all their work, oh what God. do you think is going to happen when, when it's going to be bad? Three able mind children <laughs> and you are on a plane alone. Who are smart too? Yeah. Like they know how to maneuver and yeah. manipulate. And when sure. and when they pop off and shit goes on, do you, do you think the stewardess is going to walk up to them oh and say something? No, they're going to walk right up to you and be like, "Sir, control your children." And and this is another thing. I offered to do this. <laughs> this was one of my wedding gifts to Brian and Julie. And unfortunately, now I'm starting to settle into the realization that this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You. I. I don't. Know. We got to get you like brain game or something like that. We got to start sharpening that that tool that you call a mind up there. I just. I'm not looking at the big picture in detail 
far enough in advance. <laughs> I'm becoming a little too reactionary and a little too nice guy. Speaking and of idiots, re- I'm the I'm one that has to drive you to the airport at 4.30 in the morning, something I promised three months ago. You oh. just reminded me of tonight, and I went, shit. <laughs> shit. I was, I was curious to see what you're going to say, because I, I thought you were going to forget about that. Because <laughs> I, I, I did. I think I asked you like two or three months ago. When and, you said it, it's like that thing. It's like, I did say that. Like I didn't argue that I didn't say it. Cause true. It's, I remember I did say that. And he had to get confirmation from Lauren that, yes, I did pick you two up before from the airport as well right because that's the tick for tech you, you saw me doing the well, tick for tech I was, you know because i was gonna be like nah fuck it i changed my mind <laughs> just uber your ass to newark airport like i did uh, it's only the drop off <laughs> it's probably it's probably better than the pickup oh whoa because with the with the three monsters that are gonna be destroying you yeah i'll be picking up half of you yeah the the the, the only the, the i still the, haven't figured that one out yeah yet. the same half <laughs> will be gone the insane half is all that's gonna return with you uh so oh, me this week i i didn't do a whole lot around the house a whole lot personally or anything like that but what i did do was i did join our friends from the epic film guys i actually joined them twice uh during the live stream for the cure big congratulations to epic film guys they shattered their goal of seven thousand five hundred dollars for cancer research Beautiful. they actually went they actually reached that goal on saturday night and they still had more podcasting to do on sunday and they surpassed their goal so big congratulations to you guys they were raising congratulations. money congratulations i mean i'm really you know upset that i actually missed this again and i was away for uh the show and I, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to getting on to it one time. Yeah, so uh, down the line, it was great fun on uh, Friday night. We did a uh, we did a, a secret draft. You know how Justin does the fantasy movie yeah. movie drafts over on So I Married a Movie Geek. So he did have a secret draft for us, and it was our Hollywood hunks draft. And I had a pretty rocking list, man. I had a really good list. You did. I I didn't win though. Uh, John edged it out by one percent. I was actually up in the last hour, and John edged it out by one percent and i think i chose nicks well i mean no 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 you john's the one that had idris abba uh ryan gosling and i didn't choose that one and i actually did not choose that one i know i know so i mean but i i had i had some hotties on my list too i think what really killed me was i picked kit harrington and people are not so hot on game of thrones this year so Really bad timing. Real bad timing. If this was last year. This no. You this was won. three years ago. I would have. <laughs> I would have been game. I would have had it. But congratulations to John on winning that. And then on uh, Saturday night, I joined Nick from Epic Film Guys to do a movie cocktail. We did the movie cocktail last year for Lethal Weapon. This year, it's the. 30th anniversary of Batman 1989 with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. So we did a movie cocktail for that. And man, I got to tell you, it's one of the better cocktails I ever made. This was another one that just like came together last minute, like absolute last minute. This one came together and I called it the come on, let's get nuts coffee after my favorite scene in the entire movie. Made mistakes. Then he had a... Come on, let's get nuts. So what this is, is it's one cup of cold coffee. And it doesn't have to be cold. I've actually been using room temperature coffee. What happens is me and Lauren make a full pot every day, but we actually leave about two cups at the end of it. So at the end of the day, yeah, what I do is I, I decided to use that. 
because I wanted something that was extremely dark because it's the Dark Knight. I mean, it's Batman. You, sure. want, you want something that's dark. So I was like, what's better than black coffee for the Cape Crusader? Uh, and plus, he's a night owl, right? He stays up all night. He's going to need a little pick-me-up every now and then. So I went with I went with black cold coffee, one and one-half ounce of whipped cream vodka. Now, I did have a few people telling me that they used vanilla vodka and they used chocolate vodka to similar, su- mm. to similar success. So as long as you think it would taste okay and... In, in coffee, right. go ahead and rock whatever vodka you want to put in it. And then I used one ounce of amaretto, give it a little bit of a nutty feel, and one ounce of a coffee liqueur, so think Kahlua or, or anything of the sort. Shake it and pour it over ice and then just enjoy, man. And it is absolutely delicious. It's good. And what the best part is, it's a nice pick-me-up. You could probably drink this before you go to work and get away with it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Hence Dave being very boisterous tonight. Yeah. Oh, I drank I drank two of them before you came over. Yeah. And it's really nice, dude, because it's kind of like mixing marijuana and cocaine. Because like as one starts bringing you down, the other one picks you right back up. <laughs> it was good shit. I I had a great time hanging out with everybody for the live stream for the cure. Awesome. Um, Nick will be posting uh, a lot of these episodes uh, up uh, throughout the year, so make sure you subscribe to Epic Film Guys on iTunes. You can check out a lot of this content. Our Hollywood Hunks draft is actually up uh, over at So I Married a Movie Geek, so you can subscribe to them as well to listen to that episode. All right, Jay, we have a lot of shit that we got to get through for the rest of this episode. Indeed. We got two five-minute-ish reviews to do. We got one for John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. And then we also have... Brightburn, which we got a uh, we got to go see early before anybody else, and we got some opinions on that. And then we also have some listener questions that we're going to get through that we ask people. One of them is a response to our Mortal Kombat recasting, and okay. then the other one involves Game of Thrones. Uh, of and course, then, of course, because John Wick Chapter Three is the third. In the John Wick series, we're going to be talking about our top five threequels at the end of the podcast after our main segment. So we're going to do our top five yeah. movies that were the third in a franchise. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a nice little category, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and just John Wick, just it just put me in the mood to be like, what other threequels are good? We'll have to, well, you'll have to wait to find out. Fitting. But Jay, since we do have to talk about Game of Thrones, since it was the finale this week, it's time to get into, what are you watching? Really, there's only one thing we got to talk about in What Are You Watching? It was that that pretty much big old swinging dick of Game of Thrones series finale. Series finale. So, and uh, this is going to be spoiler free for any of you who haven't watched it, but we are going to talk about it uh, in and around this stuff. So, I would say it might be minor spoilery, but we will not spoil any major plot points whatsoever. We're not going to tell you who wound up on the Iron Throne. We're not going to tell you who died. Nothing like that. Um, But we are going to talk around that stuff. So, it is possible that a minor spoiler may slip out. All right, Jay. uh, Super divisive, right? Like, I I, I pretty much the way people are reacting to Game of Thrones series finale. I I'm liking it to this year's The Last Jedi. Like it's it's got people divided. Some people extremely Massively. extreme Lauren extremely happy with it. Um, uh, another friend of mine 
vehemently fucking hated it. Literally, when it was over, broke a glass. Like, I was talking to him at work. He goes, I, it was over. He's like, I went to go put my, my glass in the sink. He's like, and I just threw it. He, I didn't even, he's like, I didn't realize I was that mad until I, like, threw my glass in the sink and shattered my glass. In the, and I was like, oh, you need to calm down, buddy. I, I don't. I, I got a number for some people who might be able to help you. But uh, And me, I'm right on the fence. I'm right in the middle. I'm a big, fat, meh. I enjoyed it. I sent you the first text I sent you. I thought it was like, okay, perfect. But that was like initial because I went with the flow of it. And then after time, I thought about what they did and what their choices were. And I thought it was extremely safe. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And it made sense in a lot of ways, not so much sense in certain kind of other ways. And that's, that's but more my than thing anything I came across was what this series needed for this season was two more episodes. A good two more episodes. They needed to extend a little bit more character development with the characters in particular that made very bold, very strong choices that impacted uh, the the rest of the scope of the whole series. Right. And I think that's what the that has been one of the besides the third episode being too dark. All the other episodes people were complaining about was just character choices being very uh, divisive and very bold and strong that some people went with some people understood it and Look, went with it and some people didn't they didn't really like it one character in particular you know people were upset with is 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 daenerys they felt like you know the, mm-hmm. the, the the changes that occur with her character come too quick and i don't think that's true i think seeds have been planted for that throughout the entire series right. i will say that like a lot of people who who aren't who, who are unhappy with the rush of the show i get the rush i don't even knock it for its rush uh, i think the way the it was, pacing well, first of all it's Expected, right, right, it is. Expected. I mean, uh, that's why I don't bit. knock it. But the the pacing of this last episode for me, the first half hour was literally what I expected it to be, and then the slow aftermath right, kind of thing. Right, yeah, and then something yeah. happens, and then it just kind of like it does like this fade to black, and then we get like the three Lord of the Rings endings is what happens. Like we get those like we get these long drawn out endings that give us a lot of information, but like not enough fucking information on top of that. It's like we're getting like we're getting half truths here. And there's there's a thing that really fucking bothers me about it. And uh, there's a there's there is someone who's in chains who is talking to to a group of people and they're letting him talk. And I wanted to be like, he's a fucking prisoner. Why would you even listen to him in their defense? They start off pulling him back. Right. Saying that you are a prisoner. You have no no point being. But I think because of that character having so much impact on each and every single one of their lives, mostly. Right, but the impact he had on them this entire season has been he's been dead fucking wrong. (laughs) But they're all going to be like, oh, no, let him talk. Yeah, no, 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 let him talk. Oh, yeah, that's your idea. That's a good idea. Let's do that. That? Oh, yeah, him? Okay. (laughs) I'm just like, all these people are very strong, very smart, very powerful people. No, no, that's not necessarily true, Dave. Half of them. He is the wisest (laughs) person. In a lot of ways, he is. He's the wisest guy on that block, kind of. When you think about it, think about everybody person, every single person on top of that. You saying that makes me feel like this plan just failed. If he's the wisest person they got, it, it's all fucking for naught. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Everything's the wheel's not kind broken. Of. Everything's going back to the way it was. As soon as all these fuckers die, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it probably will. <laughs> That's yeah. true. All right, but uh, hence the game of right. Thrones, right? Uh, but the there game. were, but there were some endings that I was extremely, extremely happy with. He's a good boy, Jay. He's a good boy, and they treated him like a good boy. Ghost got the best ending. Yes, he did. <laughs> Thank He's God. He's a good boy. 
they just they knew this was coming up and they were just teasing us saying it was too expensive to- no 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 that like that that scene like literally the the scene that i'm talking about with ghost was literally like i'm sorry that is a minor spoiler ghost is here uh at some point and i won't say how or why or who uh but ghost like it's it's like they film that and they're like uh even though they're not using film they're like how much film we got how much daylight we got left and it's like can we fit in the uh the direwolf scene and it's like yeah it's gonna be tight but yeah if the actor wants to do it we'll get it done <laughs> we'll get it done we'll sh- uh kit come over here can you scratch this green thing over here for me a little bit <laughs> i said we wouldn't say which character jay <laughs> True. Who, who else would be okay, okay. So let's be honest but, but, but i else? mean I'm, that's what i'm saying like who else, who else would it be uh but anyway <laughs> so I, I said kit i didn't say to go to character i said kit <laughs> right if you know if you know your characters and your actors and your right you know, whatever you remember the stunt double understand. kit smith who's been stunt double <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly now uh <laughs> everyone knows kit smith you don't know kit smith man oh, kit smith's the dude who like he, he's played like three of the white walkers you'll, you'll fucking love him and look it up he's in the running for <laughs> mortal Kombat recast yeah <laughs> Uh, but I mean, to, by by the time it was over, I was a little gobsmacked. But once I ruminated on it a little bit and I thought about it, and I was like, hey, you know what? This is fine. This is just fine. It is. This is it just is. fine. It you, doesn't. You you can't. It doesn't rob me of I'm, the I'm, nine and a half years of everything that came before. It doesn't rob me of of anything that I've enjoyed about the show, and it doesn't leave me with a huge sour taste in my mouth. And when I go back and rewatch, what all did of people want, eight, Dave? That I, I have. That's the thing. All the people that are arguing and complaining about, what? they have never spoke up and said. With their opinion of how they think it should end, what they At least wanted, I have not heard that. Oh, I've heard plenty of people say. What uh, I'm curious that they to hear thought. what they think. But what, but what their problem with it was was it's not living up to whatever they put in their head. That's their problem. It's not living up to 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 their head brain thoughts. Like that's and to me too because I actually expected it to be a lot more, um, a little more jarring, startling, a little, sadder, a little bit right? more sadder, right? Because um, they kept telling you it's a bittersweet ending, ominous, even. You know, it's not even so much that. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, I'll, know, be, I'll be honest, a this, happy-go-lucky kind of ending in some ways. There was very little bitter in this that, that, yeah. that I was bitter about. It was it was pretty much as sweet as a fucking birthday cake, you know? Yeah. Like, I was like, mm, mm, it's not bad. Mm, I mean, it's, it's a little dry. It's a little dry, but yeah, I like this birthday cake. Uh, it, but in, in a weird way, it, it comes full circle from the season one oh, yeah. and, and things to the way it ends. But What eh. I did was I focused on the endings for the characters I cared about, and I realized yeah. that like the endings that I didn't like were characters that I really don't care much about anyway. So like the characters that I cared about got the endings that I that that, that I like yeah. for them. However, there is one character who uh, uh, gets a I will just say a seat of power. Actually, two characters who get like seats of power that like the way they got it. I was just like, oh, uh, I mean, I guess I mean you said it in the show, so it's a thing. It doesn't make sense, but. Meh. Okay. Meh. <laughs> okay. I got it. Okay. Okay. He's a good boy, Jay. That's all that matters. <laughs> Ghost is still a good boy. It's <laughs> my takeaway. Right. <laughs> Guys, please, please hit us up. Don't be shy um, on your opinions. And uh, oh, Jay, we think- got their opinions. Oh well, <laughs> because. Uh, Game of Thrones is 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 over now. And know, I'm sure at some but point. If you guys want to talk more about it, hit me up, hit Dave up, and let's talk more about it. Uh, Jay- Spoiler filled fun. Yeah, let's get into our listener questions. Sure. Which the first listener question that we have is a Game of Thrones one. Roll into it. You could ask yourself a question: Do I feel lucky? 
do you, punk? It just raises too many questions. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. The answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. All right, Jay, so I asked everybody on Twitter. I said, so... Game of Thrones has come to an end, and our question of the week is, what did you think of the Game of Thrones finale? I asked everyone to keep their comments spoiler-free. A few people broke that rule, deleted their comments, so I didn't have to block them. And I said, free, feel free for them to DM me with uh, to, to go in depth. So that's okay. at Super Movie Pod if you guys want to get in depth. But let's start with the cinema guys. They said, didn't blow me away, but I was fairly satisfied with the end. Superhero Poll Plus just said, Jared Ledbetter over there at the In Session Film Podcast said, no good, very bad, don't like it. Mm. <laughs> the Contrarian said, liked it, didn't love it, but loved parts of it. We'll probably like it more with time hmm. as rewatches occur. And that's, I mean, that's really how I feel too, is I feel like if I give this whole series like a rewatch, uh, or at least just watch season eight again, I'll probably feel better about it. It's like it's like when you've seen a bad movie a couple of times, you start finding the good in it. It softens. No, I understand. I understand that. Yeah, and I feel a lot. I feel a lot like how a lot of these people do. Uh, the IMDb Journey podcast said, "Okay, they just put a gif of Elmo shrugging his shoulders." <laughs> okay, and it is. It's 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 an ending. You know, so many people hate it though. I mean, it's just I I haven't met too many people. I'll be honest, I'm, that we didn't get a lot of like vitriol hate here for it. A lot of people are just very meh, or they loved it. Uh, I want you to rewatch this. Said I would have enjoyed the ending better if it didn't feel like such a mad dash to get there. As a standalone episode, it's okay, but it was dragged down by the rest of this season. So he's just he's just salty on the yeah. whole season. As I, I'm whole. pretty sure this um you know therapist this week have been overbooked. Overbooked, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> uh movie movie reviews in 20 questions said okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which is I mean that's that's okay. That's how I felt at the end. Like when it was over, like Lauren, I could tell at a few points got like extremely emotional. And there were a few like emotional moments. And there were some things that were I, that I felt were worth it, right? And and but like for me, I didn't get emotional in this at all. I mean, there's a point like with Drogon that I was like, oh, this is just weird. I don't even know why this is happening. Like, why is this the case? Like, why is this being uh, like, I, it just made no sense. And I just found myself just going, okay. Like after that, after that scene, with now Drogon, let me ask you this. I was like, okay, just, just the, the creators directed this movie or this, this episode. Uh huh. Do you think that played an impact? 100%. They should have gotten someone else to direct okay. this episode. Yeah. 100%. Sarah Knightley said, I don't know how I'm going to rewatch this series now. Just that's how salty she is on it. Wow. She also Maybe said, it'll help. Give it a try. She said, she went on to say, it's going to take me a long time. So she collects, she collects movies. So she'll always have the Blu-rays uh, because the Blu-rays are beautiful. And maybe given some time, she may pull out the Blu-rays again and rewatch it at some point. So Wizard Podcast said, I don't think I ever will be able to rewatch it. It's a lot of investment for a lot of endings that just go way off the rails with wet farts. <laughs> So he didn't like it. Ryan L. Terry said, shallow and unsatisfying. Felt rushed like the rest of the season, but I'll choose to focus and remember the things that I loved in this series as it is likely the last big TV event for a very long time. Geek Life Crisis said, it was an ending. Colby Mack said, I'm just happy I got like 
80% of this episode right. So he guessed 80% of it, which means his expectations going into it were exactly what he wanted. Other people mm. who expected something else, their expectations a little lower. Uh, our boy John there down in Tennessee, he said, eh, I can't say I'm mad. I'm definitely a little disappointed with the way it ended. I just felt like they could have done so much more with the whole season, really. The best part of the episode was Braun, which we didn't get to get into, but Braun comes back in kind of like a big way and also like in a big joke way. Well, yeah, a little bit more of the comic relief. Yeah. My brother-in-law, Sam, said, I think the ending went well, and it's time to enjoy fan rage because... It didn't end how many people wanted. And mm. I think that's exactly how I felt. Where it's just like, I'm like, meh. But what's more fun to me is like, let's just watch everyone tear it down now. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't even know what to say sometimes. I don't even want to touch it sometimes because people are just extremely, like, flat out horrible, disappointed, just completely angry and upset. And I, I need to talk. I, I have to, I, I think after a couple weeks away from it, now I want to start talking to those people right. and start getting into it in more of a rational conversation. Well, maybe we can record a Patreon episode where me and you will I do would, full, I would like to. full spoilers for it and stuff sure. like that. Even though Duty's a patron, he won't be able to listen to it. But I would like to talk to somebody who really adamantly hates it. No, well, you won't get that here. Sorry. I mean, so, I, I, well, I, I know you it. don't. I, I, mean, I, I know quite a bit of people that really do. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm going to run through some of these real quick just, just to get this one over with. Wedlocked Wednesday said uh, they shafted some of the best characters. The actual last scene itself, extremely well done. Perfect. But the story was destroyed in the same way Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull was. Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's harsh. Oh. That's super harsh. Dude, come on. There, there, was, that, there was no money. Jones in this right there was no swinging with monkeys uh, but I will agree that last shot I really love that last shot because it was very much like reverse the Night King coming down into Westeros it was just going opposite right like and I, and I yeah. really like that because it was full of hope and it was full of well, like both both ways right two characters right, uh, right? It, it was full of like a hope for like a future to come sure um, with with that with 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 one character new so, beginnings for everybody involved yeah exactly I like that where I feel like Sansa is going to be stuck mired in, in a world that was very That's similar than the one before it. What she's always wanted, and and, and I think she yeah, lives yeah. up to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, as as far as it goes, like there, God, there were so some endings. I, I did like Aya's ending now because that one was teased back in like season five. So like when that ending came, I was like, Yeah, I called that one. Like I knew where Aya Stark was gonna wind up. And it was also a before coming one. into this right. season. Like I knew where she was gonna end up. Uh, the Real Pundits podcast said it was an ending and got everyone who said it's an ending. It's the most accurate statement you could make. <laughs> it was. It was indeed that uh, drunk Netflix reviews just put a a gif of Professor McGonagall clapping. So they were happy, man. They were happy. Uh, the film Grouch just said terrible ending. But I got to say, this guy's that. This guy's avatar for himself on Twitter just looks like he's not pleased with anything. So, uh, I no offense, sir. I'll, I'll take it with. I kind of like it though. I'll take it with a grain of salt. Your your opinions. Uh, Podcast forty two said another bad ending for HBO, just like The Sopranos, True Blood, Boardwalk Empire, etc., etc., etc. And finally, Mike Cybert Radio said, "So did the Bud Knight come back and save everyone in Game of Thrones?" <laughs> The Bud Knight sits on the Iron Throne, right? <laughs> that's that's how this ends. 
Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. I forgot the Bud Knight died. And he sends me a gift of the Bud Knight dead. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I know he's your favorite character that didn't <laughs> exist in the show at all. <laughs> Uh, uh, finally entertain me podcast said I actually did enjoy this episode as I have this entire season I'll be the first in line to say that I would have preferred a longer couple of seasons but I didn't hate everything how it wrapped up and I feel very much the same way I went with this season I enjoyed a lot of things this season my favorite episodes were not the long night and it was not this final episode and it wasn't even the bells the 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 penultimate episode right the big battle for king it was it was episode one two four like those were and five i agree i agree i'm sorry yeah one two Two, and four four, yeah Yeah, those were the best ones because those are the quiet moments that's where we saw game of thrones characters charactering it up being game of thrones characters and we took time to have conversations we took time to to tease things to come and have a little prophecy here you're just relish it all up i know soaking it all up all the good stuff right and it, it, it just stinks that we didn't get any moments like that towards the end where we can truly feel like you know where we're saying goodbye a bit you do a bit a bit we do um but overall i understand what they were saying and i think you you know the three of us are on the same page (laughs) well i hope i i hope that we uh i hope that we did a lot you know here to at least uh, i hope so i think i think we did and i think uh, i hope we do i hope we talked about this in a way that people can at least understand i i'm sure the people who are listening who watched it know and i'm sure the people who haven't I, I I hope we didn't spoil them too much. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, there's this there's this one that that I do want. That, there's this one response that I do want to uh, discuss. It's it's this guy's name's Kevin at Colorado. Uh, he basically said first watch was awful, tough pill to swallow. <laughs> so <laughs> I sent him a gif of Professor Farnsworth. Good news, it's a suppository. <laughs> if you can't swallow it. Shove it up your ass. Perfect. All right, man. We have another question this week that we got to get through. Trust me, this one is nowhere near as long as as the Game of Phew. Thrones one. Good. Yeah, a lot of people have a lot of strong feelings about Game of Thrones, but people don't have such strong feelings for Mortal Kombat. So, uh, me and you did our Mortal Kombat recast list. Yes. Uh, last week, and we, I told you we were going to put up a poll, Jay, to figure out which one of us was the winner who had the better recasting and just for a quick recap for Liu Kang I had Sung Kang from Fast and Furious you had Daniel Day Kim uh, I had Thomas Jane for Raiden you had Liam Neeson I had Justin Hartley for uh, from This Is Us and you had Alex Pettifer for Johnny Cage um, I had Emily Van Camp for Sonya. You had Amber Heard for Sonya. I had Luke Helmsworth for Kano. Uh, you had Matt Dillon. And I had Daniel Day Kim for Shang Tsung. And you had Ken Wanatabe, which got you a lot of votes. People were very happy with your Ken mm. Wanatabe. Uh, and the poll speaks for itself, though, Jay. And I'm so sorry, man. It ended in... 58 to 42 i had 58 percent. you had 42 percent uh you were close man it was close there was, was close there was a while after i posted this where i was like in disbelief because we were dead dead heat 50 it essentially turned into thomas jane versus ken wanatabi is what it turned into <laughs> yeah that's right oddly enough it was those two guys that's right going head to head. uh thaddeus sims said he's got a side with jay's list uh and i and i told him even though that jay's daniel day kim is 51 years old i was like so even though 
know Jay's list has a 51-year-old Liu Kang? He's like, I didn't know how old he was. <laughs> and he's like... He doesn't look that old. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, and then, of course, our good buddy Caleb over at the Netflix and Swill podcast said, God, he loves the casting of Ken Wanatabe as Shang Tsung, but he'd give his left nut to see Thomas Jane play Raiden. <laughs> good pick by me i think thomas jane was my best casting for, for now, and for i agree one. with you i told you i'm like look he, it's perfect it is perfect because he looks the, like it just looks just like the guy i mean i mean come on last, about it. last week's movie podcast said love dave's list they <laughs> love it love it love it gargling ah, just blah, blah, gargling blah. on my list mm. uh <laughs> Thomas Ianichi, good friend, yes. artist formerly known yeah. as Italian, he said it's a tough one. Both are great. God, he 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 doesn't want us to feel bad at all. I know. Did he come back and say? Because maybe a slight edge to Dave, but Jay did an excellent job with his casting of Ken Wanatabe. Yeah. He's such a politician. He made Love sure it. we didn't know which way he voted. Love it. But he voted for me. We both. Know we did. Come on, now. <laughs> we're both Italian. He's, he knows. He knows. He knows how to get it done unless he sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> All right, Ziggy said, anything with Thomas Jane is a win. Martin Sanchez said, I'm going with Dave. Movie Geek and Proud said, these are both pretty good lists. I'll have to ponder this one. Never came back to tell us which one which one he voted for, though. The IMDb Journey podcast said, both pretty decent cast, but would be happy with either, to be honest. Hmm. Got to give it to Dave with our vote, though. No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Steve. What's with the gotta? What's with the gotta? Come on. Steve with Everything I Learned from Film Podcast said, gotta go with Dave for our buddy Thomas Jane, the Punisher. See? What up? Is it the Punisher, or was he like really well hung in that one TV show that everybody likes? <laughs> the show called Hung. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Steve W. said, Dave is best, but Jay's Sonya and Shang Tsung. Pretty cool, though. Mm. So, sorry, okay. Jay. It's you, you get like points for being cool, but I get points for being better. <laughs> <laughs> Just better. And I understand because Thomas Jane was the perfect casting for that role. Right, I that, couldn't do I couldn't do Thomas Jane that, and I don't let, for the same role. I don't let a bunch of full-grown adults with child's minds trick me into doing oh, gardening for them. Yes, yes, <laughs> Just trick right. you into sitting right. down and re- recording this podcast with me. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> All right, man. Let's head over because we got two five minutes. You know what, Dave? I'm going to start drinking that Dark Knight cocktail before I go into work, so I can stay sharp. So you can stay sharp. I don't know if that'll help. You need you need, <laughs> you need like some heavy omega threes. Need some espresso instead of coffee. Yeah, in there. You need yeah. some heavy omega threes of you know fish oil just to get your brain get your brain juices going. Also mm. helps with joints too, Ooh. and and the shininess of your coat because because <laughs> we give fish oil to the dogs to help the shininess of their coat. See. <laughs> Perfect, uh, and and then we need to get you some brain training games and a word of the and a word of the day dictionary. We've been talking about doing that for three years. You need a word of the day dictionary so we can expand your vocabulary. Oh boy! But Jay, we got two five minute ish reviews to do. We got to do John Wick three Parabellum, and we also have to do our five minute ish review, both spoiler free for James Gunn produced Brightburn. <laughs> Right now it's time for me and Jay to get into two 
five-minute-ish reviews. And the first one that we got up is Brightburn. Now, this doesn't actually come out this week, but me and Jay were lucky enough to get in to see it early this week. So here goes nothing. Who am I? You are a gift. I know it's been difficult for you lately that you feel different from other kids. You are different. After your dad and I got married, we prayed for a baby for so long. Brightburn, the story of two parents who desperately wanted a child and are given one after he crash lands near their small rural home. They raise him as one of us, but things are about to get a little freaky for these two as they slowly learn that they've been raising a psycho Superman with a slight Oedipus complex. And that's pretty much what this film comes out to, to be. It, I, I mean, the marketing made no bones about it. This is a Superman story turned up on side its head. But like while, while we were watching it, I couldn't help but think like Superman Clark Kent was raised by the Kents and they were goddamn saints. So this is what happens when you get parents that are just meh. <laughs> you get parents that are just okay. Just you know, average good old average. Yeah, parents. they're not they're not bad parents. They're not great parents. They're just good parents. They're okay. It's not enough to curb the appetite of a kid who has awakening superpowers and a what is definitely a sociopathic streak in him. <laughs> so, <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. All right, Jay. So spoiler free, man. Uh, what did you think of Brightburn? Because uh, I was surprised that you seem to like it as much as you did once you find the flow and you and you understand it and you invest in it it's enjoyable to watch the tropes of superheroes and in particular Superman. mixed with the tropes of horror exactly yeah and great uh, great detailed of gore effects oh yeah that was um actually kind of inspiring of an idea to do because it's kind of grounded in reality like so if a superhero did this right this is what it would look like for a human uh to get torn up essentially you know whether it be going through a wall or crashing into something there's this whatever there's this great comic book that's called the boys um and they are a group of guys that get together to take down superheroes and the one guy gets and it's actually going to be made into a tv series soon uh and the one guy actually the reason he wants to take down superheroes he was just walking down the street with his girlfriend like holding hands and a speedster like the flash accidentally bumps into her and she explodes like liquefies her like right next to him and that sets him off like it, and and it's 
kind of like like what they were showing here like there are consequences like there, there's a moment where a person goes through a wall goes through a ceiling yeah. and i remember you were like why is their face all scratched up it's like because they just got yanked through like three floors of a home like that's why yeah and, and it, so it's, it's like just realistic. it's just genius that they're actually trying to com- keep up with that continuity and you don't get very often in a pj-13 like you know mcu type film well this is but, uh, not pg-13 no it's so not this is a hard r for blood and gore for sure uh and i i think for me i was a little bit um i was a little bit surprised i didn't know what to expect i was not excited for this movie whatsoever however it, it is produced by james gunn it's not uh, a lot of people are calling it the james gunn movie brightburn he's the producer of it but it is written by his brother brian gunn and his cousin mark gunn and it's directed by david yaraveski who actually is someone who comes from his camp he he was a an extra in guardians of the galaxy he directed a few other shorts and stuff like that but he's definitely coming up uh in in James Gunn's like little little world, his little incubator there. Uh, but this is uh, David Yaravesky's first feature film, which I was for that. I'm actually pretty fucking impressed with that. That that this is his first feature film, and it and it looks this good. the 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 use of the effects looks look really good. Um, and I was actually surprised with the acting. He could be the next director of our Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Very well, could be. It's good. It's a good call. I, I think he might be a good fit. And honestly, I actually liked the cast. Uh, you know, Elizabeth Banks was was did pretty good job here. But really, who I really enjoyed in his role as Kyle Breyer was David Denman, man, who a lot of people know him as Pan's ex fiance in The Office. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I really, I really liked him here. And uh, Jackson A. Yeah, Dunn, solid. who plays Brandon Breyer, he plays, you know, I guess the titular character Brightburn. I guess sure. Brightburn's the name of the town, but whatever. Um, you know, he 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 plays the super psycho kid. He's and our uh, he, so-called superhero. He plays cold really well. Like he, he does. does it really well. And people may remember him. He was just in Avengers Endgame. He played the young time traveling version of Scott Lang. <laughs> Came through time. Uh, so I mean. You know, we know James Gunn did Slither, right? And Slither was like James Gunn. It was his first feature film. It was his take on 50s sci-fi, and then he made it gory, and he made it funny and stuff like that. It was kitschy. This is kind of like the superhero take like this this is their kitschy take on superheroes uh mm-hmm. mixed with horror. And I I do really like it. It is less humorous than Slither was. It's definitely more mature than that, um, and it. But I, I really found myself enjoying it. I, I went along with it. It's a fun, easy watch. Very. It's much like so. a good stoner movie type thing. You know, you, it's in that vein where it like is. it's just an easy, fun watch. You know the genre. You know the tropes. It doesn't matter. It's will, a refreshing visual treat in some ways, and but it's not. It's a little understated in some ways too, because it, it does. It's not over the top in your face at, at times, um, and the horror elements, you know, works despite some cheesy acting sometimes right. too. And, you know, it's it, it's it's still effective, and it, it has a reported budget of like only seven million. So what they did with yeah. that seven million is it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, I will say that I did get for just to get to like negatives, I did get a little tired of the horror movie tropes like where it's almost acceptable right. in the beginning uh where you're you're, you're just kind of like getting used to this idea by the end i understand that dave but at the same time we both agreed that by the very very end yes 
it comes together all very well. Yeah, and the the it's, it's, it's they actually cool. have like a end credit scene almost. And well, it's it's stuff that's mixed in in the credits. Uh, so definitely make sure that you stick around to watch some of the credits because it it, it has a pretty it has a pretty fitting ending. Like I, yes. I that's the moment. They're like I. I did pick this movie like from the beginning. There's a moment where like the teacher's talking about something, and I immediately turned to Lauren and I said, "Oh, they're talking about this." That's oh, gonna, it's so predictable. That's going to yeah. come up later on. Then something happens uh, later on that where the mom figures something out in the first act, and I told Lauren, "I was like, that's where this movie's ending. That moment right there." I will say this. I didn't get the ending. I got the ending 80% right. Close. But I fucked. I missed the result. I didn't get the result correct. And uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised with where they ended it. Honestly, this this was a movie that I went in not excited for at all. Saw it and am going to be recommending that people see it. I don't know whether you want to go see it in the movie theaters. You have to... You you have to like this. Uh, I think if you're a horror style fan, film. if you're a horror fan, go see it in the theaters. Like yes. go see it in the theaters. If I, you're I a think horror that's safe fan. to say for uh, sure. If you if you like genre bending and stuff like that, and and you really are a big fan of of like James Gunn style and stuff like that, go see go see it for that reason. Other than that, if you if you weren't excited by it to begin with wait for it to come out on on a streaming service or wait for it to come to to one of your premium channels and stuff to watch it there or wait for it to come on demand rent it in your home and enjoy sure. it because uh it's it's not a dire need to get out there and see this but it is a lot of fun uh if you are if you have the right mentality for this type of fun i think so yeah so jay what is your score for bright burn i'll give it a c plus a C plus. I thought you were a little bit hotter on it than that. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it, it is still what it is. I mean, I, I can't. You know, it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. I'm not. I'm not terribly. Mu- I, I'm a full letter grade. Of a, I'm a B minus. Like, I. It, it's a B minus. It's. It's. It's good. It's a really good B movie. And again, I also had very low expectations, yeah. and I didn't. You know, it's not entirely in my wheelhouse per yeah. se, but I really got on board with it once I found um, right. where it was going. And super tropey, super pre- sure. super predictable, super fun. <laughs> yes, yes. And some of the, you know, it has a lot of fun with that Superman like that 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 Superman mythos twist. You know what I mean? Like it's that Superman mythos twist. And the gross like gore does not disappoint. Oh, it doesn't. Not so, if you're a horror fan and you like that kind of shit, yeah, you probably won't be disappointed by it. Some people might be disappointed because some of that gore is a little too CGI, not practical, which like always eh, bothers people okay. more. But yeah, that's what we got for this one. All right, Jay, yes. let's get into our John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum review. You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Wick broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect. You shouldn't be here. Nice suit. Good to see you too. I need your help. After this... We are less than even. There's no escape for you. The high table wants your life. 
Would you help set the move for our new guest? Let us begin. All right, warning. Before we get into our John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum review, me and Jay, we do, you know, get so excited about talking about our John Wicks and whipping out our guns and everything that we do spoil a few of minor uh, minor things in the film. Nothing plot point heavy, but we do maybe kind of set you up for some expectations for some of the kills that you may see uh, going forward. So, we apologize for that. Hence this spoiler warning before we get into the review. Thanks. Let's get into it. The synopsis for John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. John Wick is on the run again, being hunted by other assassins he once saw as colleagues again. Now John must seek out the man at the high table known as the Elder to clear his name and make a goddamn bloody mess of broken bodies along the way. Mm. Boom. Mm. It is everything you want John Wick to be. Which is cool and fitting. It starts up within a half hour of the ending of chapter two. It does. It does. Yeah. It, it's it's doing a nice thing. And I don't think it's spoilers to say uh, they're doing a countdown to his to his excommunicate. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're, they're just doing the countdown and stuff. And he has one hour to kind of get himself into a position where he has a chance of surviving. Yes. Uh, and I got to say the first fight scene of the film. Tons of fun. No. Books. As weapons? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't like it at all. Oh, you didn't That like was it? my least favorite scene. Was it? Oh, I liked it. I liked that one but so much But fun more. fact, it was our 76ers NBA star. Yes. Well, semi-star. He's like Mr. Seven Man. Uh, our big man, number, uh, our center, uh, Bobin. Bobin yes. something. And uh, I thought his acting, his bad acting was was, was kind of noticeable. And That's, I, I thought his bad action, acting was 100% noticeable, but he's a big dumb guy who you just want to see fall down. Right. And you, and you get and, that. And they get the tall guy tropes uh, with the fighting in there. But 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 for it to be the first one, I'm like, uh, I, it. So after that, I got on board. Jay, they just want to tease your dick a little bit. So it teased, it teased a little <laughs> bit. But um, no, but the, yeah, but the, with the ending with the kill, obviously, um, that was good. Mm. I, I like the book kill. <laughs> exactly. That that that's what it comes down to, Jay. It's not always. The, it's no, I know when it when when it comes to movie fights, it's not always the but journey. The, Sometimes the destination right. is all you need. But the full journey of our first fight scene was very underwhelming because well let's just be honest there's a shitload of them (laughs) throughout the whole film because it is through and through flat out just straight up action absolutely slick and interesting sometimes and And sometimes kind of boring and this third movie looks much like the other two because it is again directed by jad stoleski the uh stuntman turned director and yep. I think that sentimentality again is still working. It's still working to to show these fight scenes in this way because sometimes the jaw dropping effect. I'll, 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 I'll give this to John Wick, even though this is the third time we're seeing it around. Nothing has come out that holds a candle to it when it comes to these practical stunts. Nothing. Things have tried to imitate it, but nothing has gotten close. And that's to what hold, that's what makes it hold up. I know it's it's and it's and it it really is. And the that's way why they, this is the third movie out in the movie theater. This should not be. You know, this should have been a one off. Okay, fuck that. Not only that, it is the third movie that's in the movie theater. But before this film even finished its weekend box office numbers, they were so confident enough that they pulled out their big dick <laughs> and they went John Wick Chapter Four. May Two years. 2021. See you, then. <laughs> See you there. 
<laughs> See you there. They already made back their budget. <laughs> oh, you know, 100%. I'm sure, uh, and 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 rightfully so. I mean, they deserve it. They do. They I'll really be- do. This is extremely original, slick, fun, and just fucking cool. And you know, it's just one of those kind of weird franchises in this wheelhouse that fits my particular taste in, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, our top fives later on are going to be very interesting because, you know, I think I have a, a few of mine in those kind of We have completely different tastes. Yeah. And that's yeah, what it's yeah, going to yeah, come yeah. down to. Uh, but for this, like, I, I think having a stuntman director is still working because it's the way he shoots these fight right. scenes that right. are just dynamic, absolutely dynamic. The under angles, they're the all, over angles. Exactly. The, and they're all pro no CGI. Wow. They're, they all try to do practical there's, effects. And there's this work. one moment where John Wick like throws an object over his head. I don't want to say what it is because I feel like it's a super cool kill scene. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. But okay. if you've been to bury the hatchet, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> he throws wink, it over wink. his head. Yeah. <laughs> and John Wick is out of focus when he throws it. And after it hits its target, he's in focus. Like after that, and the target is out of focus and slumps over. And I was like, oh my God. Like that was an awesome shot. Just an uh-huh. awesomely done shot. And only a guy who knows how to choreograph stunts can like do that, I guess. Like, and it, it takes that. And we've seen a lot of people try it and they're, just, they're not holding up. Now, my big down to this and the other John Wicks is I'm seeing this again and I didn't see any any kills or anything that was so super cool that it blew anything that happened previously out of the water. This is why John Wick number one is still my favorite. Yeah, John Wick number one is still my favorite as well. Um, this is my second favorite. No, this- I mean, it's pretty obvious. I think a lot of people will either say three, one, two, or maybe one, three, two. But it's obviously the second one is not going to hold up, um, I think, right. in, no, in no. someone's top two for this franchise. But well, I mean, wh- it's still exciting because I think... You know, they're going to have continued fun with this series. Now, this movie does expand on its world quite a bit to some confusion for sure. Yes. Um, but it does it does it throws out way too much i think um and and it doesn't make so much sense and a lot of character choices doesn't make any sense and it, it was you're talking about you're talking about cheesy. you're talking about ian mcshane right doesn't make sense well that is part of it sure right. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I, and we love ian we do oh just his we voice do. his voice is so um, good you know you know what really keeps john wick chapter two from beating john wick chapter three it's the fact that John Wick Chapter 2 had Ruby Rose. I far prefer the female pro, uh, protagonist in this than than Ruby Rose, the silent killer. You know, like mm-hmm. There's just something about Ruby Rose's face that it's just like, I don't like anything you do. It's the reason I couldn't get into her character of Batgirl on the I CW, understand. where I was sure. just, or Batwoman, where I was just like, I don't care. I just don't care. Um, and I didn't like her in Orange is the New Black, and then I see her face in John Wick Chapter 2, and it, she's kind of like the final fight in that movie, like one of the big final fights, and mm-hmm. I was just terrible. It was terrible. It was such a letdown. This movie, we get a we we don't get a physical adversary to John Wick. We get a woman who's cerebral, right? Like she's using everything that the high table can throw at John Wick, and she's using it against them. And the only thing he can do, he can't match them in wits. He just needs guns and lots and, of and guns. I guess because she's the adjudicator, <laughs> she can't be touched. I mean, I don't know. They they don't even come close to even trying to hurt her. Or harm her because I think Anybody. I think they understand the backlash to it would be far worse than what they're getting. You Possibly, know? yeah. Um, it wouldn't just be. It, it, She's it, kind of like the untouchable. Yeah, pretty much, sort. pretty much. Um, or middleman, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, but um, she was fine. 
She was fine. She was serviceable for me. Um, I and, liked her. And, I, and, I, I liked her. Let, let's just talk about Halle Berry. I think, um, you know, in marketing material, you thought that she was going to be in the movie a little bit more. Saving grace for me was the fact that she wasn't in it as much as I thought she was going to be. I agree. <laughs> However, I thought the scenes that she was in was fantastic. I was not expecting oh, to yeah. be as good as it was. Um, and the dogs. Dog fights are cool. I mean, not not like no, dog no, no, fights. No. Not, like, not like Michael Vick dog fights. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a fucking animal. Okay. I'm not a monster. I'm talking about the way she used her dogs to fight with her. Extremely The way good. Jon Snow always should have been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely good. Like, the by far the best dog fighting you're going to see on screen. Right. Ever. Yeah. Ever. I mean, it was really, really cool. Like, Ghost is jealous. Like, he feels like he's been neutered. He's like, why didn't I get a scene like that? Why didn't you, Ghost? Why didn't you? (laughs) You got one. The battle for Castle Black. That's it. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, there was just so many things in this movie to to really enjoy. Uh, By the time they get to the end, when they get into, into, like, the the final set piece, it is so gorgeously set up. Uh, A lot of those fight scenes, it, it is just... What what makes it a spectacle at the end? It's not that John Wick is doing anything new while he's fighting off sort of tons of guys. The the setting is just so gorgeous. It well, just looks that good too. But also they have to go and kill these guys in a different kind of way, or they have to go over the top in order to get a kill because of the arm. Because they're in armor, that's okay. Yeah, because they're not in spoiling, heavy, we're not spoiling heavy head to toe armor. So the you know, in order to get a kill, you need to get a little creative and get up and close and personal with it. And um, you know, it, it does come into play in an interesting effect because a lot of times, you know, in other ways, it's it's not as it's you know, look challenging. Look, per here's se. here's my. But room. either way, every set piece is fun and and a little bit different. And the oh, the horse riding scene, awesome. I was worried about that. Something we that see was, in trailers, but yeah. It's good. Oh, everybody knows. Yeah, but I was worried about that scene, and it actually worked. Did it was fucking cool. <laughs> we saw we saw him kill a man with a pencil in in the second one. They have a great one shot of him like sliding around. No, we, oh, we, he's a great move on that horse for we, kills. We it's see really him. Cool. We see him slapping horse ass for kills in this movie. <laughs> oh, that's oh my god. That's right. That's right. Like. More than once or twice, I right, think. We got to stop. We're spoiling a little bit too much. These are minor spoilers. I don't want to spoil plot points. But in the end, John Wick doesn't have a lot of plot points. The only thing that you can spoil for people are cool kills. And we're starting to do that. Let's, yeah. let's not do that. Pretty much all you have to say. <laughs> uh, man, uh, honestly, if you if you like John Wick Chapter 1, you like John Wick Chapter 2, you're, you're going to like John Wick Chapter 3. You're going to be you're, you're gonna forget about John yeah. Wick until 2000, late 2020. And then you're going to remember that John Wick Chapter 4 is coming out in 2021. And you're, you're going to binge be, the three. And you're going to be super excited. excited. I, yeah. Now, I, that's something I realized. I can't binge these. I won't be able to. I'll be exhausted by the end. Well, this is... A, yeah, okay. I understand that. One one a weekend. One a week. One, one a weekend. Week, yeah. yeah. All right, Jay. What's your review for John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum? B+. Plus. B+. Plus. I'm right there with you. I'm a B+. Plus as well. So Boom. B+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's zero acting chops in this movie whatsoever. No. No one is acting. Ian McShane is just chewing up scenery when he can, and that's good enough for me. And uh, John Wick but has- the, uh, And they all are. And, and it's understandable so, because and in the end, you don't have to do much. John Wick Keanu has- barely talks. In the end, John Wick has a dog, and he's a good boy! <laughs> he's a good boy. Good boy. He's a good boy. Good boy.
Welcome back to the beer segment. Me and Jay got two beers that we are going to be reviewing for you. But before we do that, got to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish. Blowfish. You know the score. It's the only FDA-approved hangover cure. What it is, two tablets that you drop into 8 to 12 ounces of water. Drink it down real fucking fast. And then your hangover is going to start to feel better practically immediately. Mm -hmm. Some results may vary. So if you would like to get your hands on this miracle hangover cure, make sure that you head over to 4hangovers.com. Use the promo code SMBFISH. Get your 15% off and you too can end the scourge of hangovers. All right, Jay, we have another sponsor. We are also sponsored by the PodCoin app. They're a podcasting app. They're like other podcasting apps, except they actually let you earn a little bit Mm -hmm. for all that hardcore podcast listening that you do. It's a beautiful thing. You just head over to your iOS or Android device. You download the PodCoin app, and all your favorite podcasts will be right there for you to stream directly into the holes in the side of your head that you call your ears. Yes. That is is how you start to earn a little bit of points. You use those points, you redeem them for some shit. And then you turn that shit into stuff that you can use. That's how commerce works. <laughs> That's what Podcoin can do for you. And then resell it on eBay. And then resell it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> some results may vary. <laughs> so make sure you check out the Podcoin app. You can listen to Super Movie Bros over there as well as your favorite pod catcher. It might become your new favorite pod catcher. All right, Jay, we got a promo that we got to get through because, as always, uh, what we're doing this entire year, we are doing the Indie Pod Spotlight. And I wanted to do an Indie Pod Spotlight for a good friend of mine. Uh, this is going to be for the Shaken Not Nerd podcast. You're quite a girl, pussy. Hey, Shakeners, it's Ian Huge Footlong Johnson here with Tom Com. Howdy. And Alex Duty Dudorino. Ahoy. From Shaken Not Nerd. We're a podcast martini mixed with a dash of movies, a drop of comics, a shot of games, and 80% alcohol. So join us as we discuss topics such as the history of Nintendo, what Batman could learn from James Bond, Shark Week, and mucho grande more. So you can find us on all the good podcasting platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So come shake things up with us at Shake It Not Nerd. Shocking. Positively shocking. All right, so that is the boys from Shaken Not Nerd. It is absolutely one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I definitely subscribe. That's not me just blowing smoke up your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good friends with Duty. Me and him play some games online from sometimes. Uh, we sometimes hang out when he comes to the United States. They are from Australia, so you're going to get some awesome Aussie accents in there that you may that you may love. Uh, but honestly, they're just super funny, and they touch on all the little nerdy topics that you just love to get your ears on. So make sure you head over to your favorite podcatcher and you check out Shaken Not Nerd Duty and uh, his uh, his friend Fuzzy Dan also do a weekly show that is part of Shaken Not Nerd. It's called Shaken Not Noob. That's where you get all the video game topics. You can also check out Shaken Not Noob on YouTube. You can subscribe to their channel and watch all their video game reviews that they do up there. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. All right, Jay, finally, we're here. We are. To the two beers that we are going to be reviewing. What beer are you going to be reviewing for us tonight, sir? I have Dogfish Heads Indian Brown Dark IPA. It is 7.2 alcohol by volume, and it is the description. I got to just read it straight up. Well, because, ju- ju- okay. Just a side note. Indian yes. Brown is what happens in the toilet after I go to an Indian restaurant and eat a lot of curry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Just and maybe some other, maybe some maybe reds. Some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some reds in that brown. Yeah. And I was like, oh, More is like that, an amber. <laughs> is that chip piece and lentils? Just, just floating in there, huh? Man, those things hold their buoyancy, even though, like, you know, the the the, the blood that I sharded out has sank directly to the bottom of the toilet. <laughs> Uh, oh man! So how's this beer? What you uh, thinking of it? You loving it? I'm digging it. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read the label because it's pretty accurate. I think, and I don't okay. always do this, but our boisterous. And I had to just say that word too. Boisterous, boisterous brown ale meets well hopped IPA is brewed with aromic dark malts, organic brown sugar, and dry hopped liberally for your pleasure. All right, rib for her pleasure, <laughs> rib for her pleasure <laughs> or his pleasure. It's boisterous for your for, for your tongue's pleasure. Yes. Uh, so Jay, I have to ask you, what does boisterous mean? Do you know Do you know, do you know the meaning of the word boisterous? I do. Um, very loud, very bold, very over the top. Yeah, me. Kind of. Yes, yes. me. I, like tonight, you are boisterous. I am yes. boisterous. Yes. Yeah, that's right. You got me going. You told me this story before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> like now, I want you to tell it again so that I, so that I, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. I probably will, though. So anyway, uh, Dogfish Head uh, Brown Ale. It's a super yeah. super solid beer. I'm, I mean, I, it's I, available I, everywhere it, for people. Pretty much. And, and especially with the merger with Samuel Adams, I think, you know, it'll be... Uh, all over the place even more. So yeah. I'm gonna give it a three point five out of five. I'm I don't I don't love it. I do appreciate it. I do like it. Um I just yeah. think that after one beer, I think I'm good. Because it is pretty strong. It is it is really strong. Yeah. yeah. And I was drinking the Brooklyn Brown Ale while we were uh watching a movie tonight. And uh yeah, I mean the, the flavors are bold, but it's you can not appreciate strong. yeah, you can appreciate them, but like you can't drink too many of them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it does knock a couple of points off of my grading. It's it they are bold in in flavor for sure. And uh yeah, man, what a crazy fucking thing sam adams merging with dogfish head to create like the, the i guess the world's strongest fucking like indie beer company in the world this essentially fucking, yeah so like like there's a thing that happens in a show called dragon ball z where like when it when a namekian that's what uh that that's what piccolo is right uh, merges with another namekian they combine their powers and they become twice as strong right so that's pretty much what these two craft beer companies have done they have just become two juggernauts but what i heard was they still neither one of them still hold a candle to the size of yingling even after they've merged wow they're still not as big as yingling wow it's crazy that is pretty interesting but 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 they're obviously not as um interesting no no because i mean no no, yingling's not not nearly as as interesting as as samuel adams Adams is always uh, they've been in the past couple years they've been branching out trying to do new things with their with with, the recipes success i think yeah and dogfish head has always been you know they they have their mainstays their mortgage payers for dogfish head but then they they get super experimental at times well they even have a spirits line yeah believe it or not yeah so what is interesting i think a lot of people are getting confused by is it's not samuel adams buying out dogfish head no i mean it's it's a it's a, a genuine kind of like a partnership type of thing so it's a merger they're, they're gonna be working together right. just picture two penises docking yeah, exactly <laughs> That's, that's exactly right. Just 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 ramming now, their their, their yeah. big craft beer penises and Samuel Adams paid Dogfish Head quite a bit of money Absolutely. to touch penises to touch penises. So right. you know, take it as it is. Right. That's that's an extra <laughs> that's an extra cost. Of course, to to, to, to dock. You know, when you sometimes you just so, put you just put it through the glory hole and you just want a little suck. But if you want to dock, I mean that's that's penile to penile. Hey. <laughs> Penal ain't cheap in Delaware. You gotta uh, pay extra. You pay extra for that shit. But it is tax-free. Tax-free. <laughs> oh man. All right. Thanks, Robbins Diamonds, for teaching us that it's tax-free Delaware. 
Oh, man. All right. Uh, so I am drinking the Great Lakes Brewing Company Commodore Perry Indian Pale Ale. This one is 7.7% alcohol by volume. It is 70 IBUs, so it is a little bit on that bitter hoppy scale there. And I do also actually want to read this bottle. What's this? A British-style IPA named after the man who defeated His Majesty's Royal Navy in the War of 1812? Consider this bold, hoppy, and mildly ironic plunders of war. So, love it. So, Great Lakes, uh, they they are extremely tied to history. Like they're they're very big into the history of the Great Lakes region and stuff yes. like that. So, a lot of their beers are named for things that are that are of that region. So, Commodore Perry actually fought in the War of eighteen twelve on a naval ship in the Great Lakes. Jay, like there were navy battles in lakes. <laughs> And this some bitch came out on top. So they named the beer after him. Now, this is an Indian style pale ale. Nothing like a West Coast style IPA. Nothing like a, it's, I mean, it's absolutely nothing like a pale ale and stuff like that. This is dark, bold, bitter over mm. hoppy. Mm. You know, so you don't get all those floral notes that you normally think of when you think of IPAs because you're really thinking of like West Coast style IPAs and, right. and new style IPAs. Or New England. Like this is straight up old school shit IPA. Right. Like it, it very much tastes like a, a brown ale with a lot of- Emphasis on shit? No, it's not shit. Okay. It's just, just it's asking. just, it's just not as enjoyable to me because it's missing a lot of like those citrus notes that I really, I really enjoy in a lot of IPAs. This is devoid of most of that. There's a lot more darker notes, a lot more caramelized notes, a lot, lot more smoky notes to this than there is. It's just that the the bitterness and the hop is just ramped up a little bit. So your your hoppiness is not so much on the front end; it's more on the back end. Whereas okay. with a lot of like the new style IPAs. There's Much a very hop floral up front, yeah. hop up front and stuff right. like that, but it honestly is extremely well balanced. And uh, you know, Great Lakes is one of the better breweries out there that 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 I that we can get in this area that is from you know the breadbasket of the United States. Sure. So I always like trying out their beers whenever I get them. This one is one of their more mainstays. I've had this one before, but I don't think we've ever reviewed it on the show, man. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I would honestly give it like a solid three point two five. Yeah, okay. three point two five. It's it's definitely a solid beer. It just uh, it's 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 not what I what not I your really, cup of tea. It's not what I reach for when I reach for an IPA because it, it just it just is so so old school. But it's nice to like mm. drink it and go back. It reminds me of like the Yards Founding Fathers beers and stuff like that. Uh, it okay. reminds me yep. a lot of the Jefferson Spruce Ale, which right. which uh, you know at the time when they made that. We couldn't get hops here like, in America. Like old recipes. Right. We couldn't get hops here in America. So Jefferson, to make himself kind of like a hoppy type beer, he took spruce tips and they put it into into the beer. So uh, it's it's kind of like that. It is it is somewhat piney. So, yeah, if you want to check out either of these two beers, just go to your local beer store. Both of these are probably more than yeah, likely. Definitely at your there. local craft beer, yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> John, listen to you getting all Philly. <laughs> getting all Philly. So coming up next, because me and Jay reviewed John Wick 3 this week, we decided to take a look and do our top five threequels. Do the top five third in a series of films. So all of these will be the third film in a series of films. Me and Jay are going to do our top five. If you would like to reach out to us on Twitter after you hear this episode, let us know what you think at SuperMoviePod. So here it comes. We haven't done a top five list in a little while. I've got a little excited. I got half chub. I'm not going to lie. Half 
chub. Because we're going to be talking, because of John Wick Chapter 3, we're going to be talking about our top five threequels. The third film in a franchise that we just love so much that we want to we want to put it on a top five list. We think it deserves a little bit of respect, too. Some of these may not be as good as their originals, but they're damn better than some other threequels that are out there. And That's some are sure. better than the other movies. That's true. All right, Jay. Like my number five. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's kick it off, man. What have you got for your number five? It's Thor Ragnarok. Wow, I didn't hear any thunder, but out of your fingers, was that like sparkles? It's my favorite out of the three. And it is, you know, it's it's highly, highly fun, highly funny, highly enjoyable, and you know, God, I mean, it, the the what Taika Waititi did with this, I mean, really just rejuvenated uh, the character, both characters actually. You can say you could say Hulk, and you could say Thor as well, and I I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Here's here's and what, I, it's better than the first two to me. Here's for sure. Here's what kept that off my list, and I'll be honest. Here's what kept that off my list. I already had an MCU movie on my list that I really wanted to put on here. So Thor Ragnarok had to get bumped because I didn't want two MCU films on my list. That's just okay. what it came down to. Well, the one that you're going to have is on my honorable mention list because I I did the same thing. So I think we probably we probably flip flopped. <laughs> we flopped. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Right. And, and I did it because of mostly, I guess you could say enjoyment, rewatchability, a little more singular fun. Well, I mean, something like that. For, I mean, for Thor me, Ragnarok's for just fun. I know. It's just fucking fun. It's and that's just, what I like about it. Yeah. All right. Jay, my number five, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. The shadows betray you because they belong to me. Because. Really? 100%, dude. I've been a defender of this film for so long. Oh, I'm not. So long. I'm not a I, I love this movie. I do understand people's complaints, and I never get on people's case for complaining about it. But as far as it goes, I loved Tom Hardy's Bane. I thought he was the perfect physical cerebral villain to match Batman after the Joker because after after the Joker Batman got his ass kicked mentally now he's going to get his ass kicked physically I and hated the voice I was just so happy that the fire was rising I, oh I loved it <laughs> between you and my uh my my buddy Matt Jobs, he 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 had a really good one too uh, good Bane voice and, and <laughs> you know I hated the voice it didn't work for me in the movie at all. I still laugh when I see that YouTube video of, of Bane quotes when he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I know, my God. I am due for a rewatch of that. Strawberries. You're packed with fiber. How long would it take you to get market fresh strawberries here? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, dude, I love I, I do love Dark Knight Rises. I'll, I'll be honest. I they're out there. Yeah. You're, you're not alone, Dave. I, I know that. I, I mean, just, I'm not I'm not a defender. I from from the for the me time I it saw comes it. down it comes down to to that one scene where he fights so him fun. in in no he fights him in the sewers when he's fighting uh, Bane okay. in the sewers. Yes, yes, you yes. know, and he's yeah. just like breaks his back. Theatricality and deception. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful agents against the uninitiated. Oh, but stop, we you're are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? <laughs> I was wondering which would break first. Your spirit or your body? 
<laughs> he just breaks his back. Oh, it's so good. That fight is just awesome. It's just awesome. Just watching Batman it is just brutal. trying his best. Just his his, his best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. And he's getting his ass beat. Now, I'm not crazy about the, the prison stuff and the whole, you know, like he's climbing and he just realizes, oh, I have to take off the rope and then I'll be able to do it because if I don't, I'll die. And that's what Batman needs. Batman needs to have zero hope. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. That's how emo of you, Batman. <laughs> but it, it did not work for me. It works. It, it works on so many levels for me. And I, I, I do love just the way like the, the cops and, and the League of Shadows are all just merging in that giant fight, even though I'm pretty sure someone should have used guns in that fight at some point. But, you know, hey, I'm just going to let some shit go because it was just fucking cool. But really, it just comes down to Bane for me because the fire rises. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jack. All right, all right. What's your number four, man? It's John Wick number three, man. Wow, making your list. It is, it is, and it, I, we already we already talked about it, so I don't have to get into it. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't make my list. I'll be honest. I it was, yeah. It's too much of the same of what I've seen before. Like doing doing almost nothing different with it. Um, that's fair. That's fair. But I think it offers a so. Number two is like off my list. Like I, I'll probably never rewatch number two. Maybe, but probably not. I really love. Well, for a one. binge watch, you have favorite. to watch number well, two to get. I, the I know that's why I said it. But like, so the the third one just offers a different kind of fun. It's just pure start to finish action fun. The first one. It's more of a movie. It's it's better quality. Oh, oh um, the, a lot of the scenes. The first are, one it's, has it's a, just it's a different movie. It's just different. The first one has so, a story. It has it acts. Has a, of course, and it has it art. Has a story. Exactly. Uh, the second one is just like action so, set piece to action, it, and the third right. one is very much the same. But it actually does kind of have like a, a little bit of a story arc that they completely abandon at some point. They just give up on it, and they're like, "You want to see John Wick killing again, don't you?" We're all like, "Well, nope. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly." <laughs> so that's that's the thing. Like, we you, don't want to. Bog it down with story. Just you have let your, them kill people. You have your choice. You're in the same world, but you can choose story. Or you can just choose straight up fucking fun. And and I I, I kind of I, I respect that because it still works and it's effective for me. And I really enjoyed the movie. Cool. And yeah. So that's that. Hey, I'm not knocking you for putting it on your list. I'm just surprised that a film that came out this week is on your list. I uh, I'm a little bit surprised too. Yeah, right, but there's enough. there's not too many select from from. I mean, this is your porn. Me. This is for your me. porn, right? And it like, is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some on my honorable mention list that could easily been on this top five. So we'll be getting into that later. Yep. All right, Jay. My number four. Those people are trying to kill us. I know that. It's a new experience for me. Happens to me all the time. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I figured that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely love this movie. Uh, it actually, it's it. So when I say it's my favorite Indiana Jones, I'm not saying I I think it's a better movie than India than than the Raiders of the Lost Ark or Temple of Doom, but it is a better movie than Temple of Doom. Um, it it's just it's. Indiana Jones, and then you add in Sean Connery as his father. And I absolutely love the dynamic between them. I know a lot of people find it grating. I know a lot of people don't like this movie at all. But for me, I really enjoy the dichotomy between the two. And I love the scene with them on the Zeppelin. And my favorite moment in the entire movie is when 
they're both dead to rights. The they they crash their 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 Nazi plane, and they have the other Nazi plane coming down on them, and it's about to just basically blow them away. And Henry Jones wakes all the seagulls up, and they all go flying into the air. They crash the plane, and I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. And then of course you have Harrison Ford and Sean Connery sleeping with the same woman, both of them of 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 elderly age pretty much mm. and they were sleeping with a woman who was 22 years old when she the actress who played that role <laughs> oh god damn such a good movie though i absolutely love it such so much fun all right jay what's your number three mission impossible three what the hell is your name names contacts inventory lists you have a, a wife girlfriend it's up to you how this goes because you know what i'm gonna do next i'm gonna find her whoever she is i'm gonna find her and i'm gonna hurt her all right yeah you know me no mission impossibles are making my list i, I love i, I love mission impossible them, uh, i love the franchise now i did not like the second one it does not hold up it's it's like essentially john wick number two <laughs> it's just the bad cheese uh john woo style and this third one so it comes back with jj abrams directing and they're trying to revamp the franchise again best villain and it comes back exactly i love philip seymour hoffman in this role i mean he's a great villain really great villain and he's not a physically imposing guy and he's still one of the best villains and it was really cool to see and it was interesting to see a more of a character driven um movie in this franchise as well because you see the entrance of michelle moynihan's character julia the loved one of tom cruise's ethan hunt and that plays quite a bit of effect into this movie and there's a lot of emotion and there's you know emotion tied in with carrie russell's character and and there's other movie you know there's other actors and i just i thought that this definitely brought back the franchise for me in a oh, lot of did. different ways. This brought really... back the franchise for everybody because the John Woo one yeah. made zero to no sense. You had two guys driving 80 miles an hour on crotch rockets, jumping and leaping into the air. Their bodies should have become one mass of bloody liquid, but instead they rolled down the sandy dunes and 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 finished their their fisticuffs out on the beach. And it's, it's just, eh. you know, it's whatever. Style over substance. Style over substance, 100%. But uh, this one was definitely like the, the, the cerebral villain. like And, and and Ethan Hunt got, going up against like a true baddie, like it felt like. I, I, this is my favorite. Yeah, Mission that, Impossible that went personal, you know. So it, it turned, it turned into yeah, he the normal his mission. girlfriend. It, exactly, it turned into like you know, not the typical mission movie, but it went personal. So I thought it was an interesting twist, and I, I thought they did a really good job with it. Absolutely, RJ. My number three, probably the MCU film that you knocked off your list, Captain America: Civil War. I don't mean to make things difficult. I know, because you're a very polite person. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. No, you don't. No, I don't. Sometimes, sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. It is. Yeah, that's my number six. My honorable mention. I yeah. just, I just yeah. love, I just love this movie. For it's, it, I know a lot of people see it as an Iron Man story and a Captain America story, two opposing sides of the same coin. No, it is not. It is a Captain America story. It is first and foremost, and that that's one of the things I love about. It. I love that they brought all these characters into Captain America's story, but you know, he he's able to, he's able to change all their minds. And it's it goes back to what I said 
said about Captain America a couple episodes ago. He is the rock that the waves have to break around. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't break because of the waves. He makes the waves break around him. <laughs> and that's it's just the best way to describe Captain America. And there's just so many fun fan moments in this, but also at the heart of it is just a true story of Cap wanting his best fucking friend back and not wanting his new best friend to kill his his best friend. God damn it. Everyone's a good boy. Just let everyone live. <laughs> I'm saying good boy all night good long. Good boy. Everyone's a good boy. Just let them all live. <laughs> uh, and, but I mean, my, my favorite scene, I think, is Captain America fighting Spider-Man. You know, you're from New York, Queens, Brooklyn. <laughs> Yeah, He's, it's kind of cool. He said, you're wrong. You think you're right. It's, and that makes you dangerous. Yeah. He also said, go for your knees. <laughs> I love that scene. There was so much fun. And, and it, I, I do. I, I really do love the movie. But you ready, little guy? Yeah, I got this arrow guy. Let's go. It's such a it's it's such there's I'm surprised I did, you know, put Ragnarok up on top instead of uh, oh, Civil War. But I mean, you also get so many good Captain America just moments of of him standing up for for not even what he thinks is right his 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 feelings like he knows right. that the feeling he has yeah. is right yeah. uh, and he knows that others are wrong and tony is yeah, he's is, john snow is acting all <laughs> on emotion all yes. on emotion yes. in all the wrong ways and and but we needed this movie i mean we need oh, this we movie to to you know before endgame right. you know it, it adds so much we more needed this movie to show captain characters. america being so steadfast and we mm. needed to show a little bit of character growth for for tony stark moving forward too so i but for me like when i go back and watch mcu films like this is almost neck and neck with winter soldier winter soldier edges it out just barely uh i think for 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 the stylistically for a lot of things that go on in winter soldier but i i do love this movie so much all right jay what is your number two born ultimatum jesus christ that's jason born yeah, you know, born. No, no, born movies are making my list, man. <laughs> so again, uh, up this like kind of action spy type wheelhouse, but much more. Instead of you know John Wick slick, we got down, dirty, and gritty. Jason Bourne, played by Matt Damon. Of course, now he's you know this is the third chapter. I love the first two as well. This is the I one with really the li- this is the one with the library he fight, right? Right where they they go into like that that room that it's like it's it's all bookshelves and he uses books to to fight the guy and stuff like that's that. That's the first movie. That is the first movie. Yeah. See, they all blend together. That's his, for that's me. his Paris apartment. And, yeah, they yeah. all blend together for me so much. No, I, just, I, I, I just know that Clive Owen was in the first one. Well, <laughs> that, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. So this one is actually. Edgar Ramirez uh, playing like the, the similar spy going after him throughout the whole film. Okay, yeah. So he returns back home in New York City. You know, Davis Trey is the baddie and he's kind of, you know, combating with fellow agent, you know, Joan Allen, uh, Pam. So Doesn't this one know, end with like him having Blackbriar in like the scope of his gun and then like he just lets them all go and like everyone looks out the window and you just hear the Wah! Like they just did like the the born music where it's like he fucking had you and he didn't do it. He, he jumps off the the rooftop. Yeah, or it's like he fucking had you and he didn't do it. May or may not have gotten shot. May or may not have gotten shot. Right. Yeah. May or may not have lived. Yeah. But 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 there was a fourth. But the that we don't talk about. No, we never. <laughs> oh my we god. Never talk about that one. Jesus. I can. We don't talk about the fourth Indiana Jones. We don't talk Jesus about the fourth born either. Christ. <laughs> That broke, those, that broke my heart. Sometimes those long-awaited sequels should broke stay my heart. Oh, 100%. <laughs> broke my heart. Um, yeah. I mean, I think most of the people have seen this movie. If not, 
you know, I, get I, out there. And I watch do this. remember not liking the second one, uh, the one that starts really? in, like in India, right? Like it starts in like Marrakesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, di- I wasn't crazy about that one. Oh God, no, no, oh no, that's like that's like uh, God, that's like Mission Impossible three. Like it, it gets personal. I know, you know, and, and a whole different kind of level that that movie. Jay, they they took his identity and then wiped his mind. It's all personal from the from the first one well, on. I, it's all personal. True. <laughs> No, but, but this, then he only then they then they robbed him of his only. See, I I've seen these movies several times, but I've only ever watched them back to back. I've never watched one, then two, then three. I remember seeing the first one a long time ago. Okay. Then when all three were out, I just watched all three of them in a row. So when and I kind of it. Yeah. So so for me, yeah. it, it 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 is one sure 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 seven hour movie. Yeah, I, I get that, <laughs> but I've seen them all. In, in just bunches like randomly like my father's also into this franchise so like he'll occasionally have it on maybe and and, and whatever i'll be catching a couple of scenes here and there but you know things like that i mean i i, I get it but this one i get it, 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 I it's, get it. it's like it's a it's a great trilogy yeah, one two it. and three Let's it is sit down son have a beer that's why it's my number two watch some born with me all right did you finish your gardening Fuck you, that no born. Go out there and finish your gardening. Anyway, uh, my number two, Jay. You've got a friend in me. I love Toy Story 3. It makes me cry so fucking hard. Oh, you gotta promise to take good care of these guys. They mean a lot to me. My cowboy. What's he doing in there? There's a snake in my boot. What? There's a snake in my boot. (laughs) Now, Woody, he's been my pal for as long as I can remember. I have to watch it all the time because of my daughter. So uh, I was thinking about not putting this on my list because I'm so tired of the Toy Story movies because my five-year-old daughter, Logan, loves watching them so much. They're constantly on in this house. But I got to be honest. I I cannot let Toy Story 3 go. It is so good like no matter no matter how much like I get tired of it, I don't get tired of that scene with the toys going into the furnace with Woody just mm. like stopping everybody's struggling for life and just asking them all to hold his hand and shed whatever mortal coil they have and just go into the afterlife together and just say goodbye together and stuff. And and, and as as a fan, as someone who grew up with it, I was prepared for that too. I was just like, I, that's Tears it. coming down your face on yeah. that one? Uh, like, it, it, it's going to be like child's play, like when Chucky falls into like the hot vat of acid or whatever it was and like he melts and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I can't remember what Child's Play that was in. Maybe it was Child's Play 3. Who cares? But it was like that, except I was watching things I actually gave a shit about, like more so than a lot of other things in my life. I cared about the Toy Story characters, and then I was watching this happen, and I was just, I was so sad, right? And then, like, we get the scene where, like, Andy has to give up Woody, and I was just like, oh, my God. Don't give it to her, kid. Take Woody with you. Like, keep your childhood alive and stuff. But, you know, like, it's just that 
that passing of the torch, that continuation to a new generation and stuff. It's why I shouldn't be mad that my daughter loves this stuff so much because I loved it too. And this movie literally was a passing of a torch of the Toy Story franchise to a new generation. It still holds up. I think it's going to hold up. up. It's going to be a timeless classic. uh, It's so good. Probably forever, to be honest. Blows Toy Story 2 the fuck out of the water. Toy Story 2 is okay. It's okay. Toy Story 2. But Toy Story 1 great you know marvel cinematic four is coming out this year right four comes out in june man oh june (laughs) yeah baby oh taking my daughter to see it in the theaters she's so stoked bo peeps back baby (laughs) but man toy story 3 just hits so many heart feels for me like so many pixar movies do and for it to be the third one here it's just it's just so perfectly done i can't I can't I can't state enough of like this is how you do a third movie. All right, Jay. Honorable mentions, man. What do you got? What do you want to rattle off your list? Well, obviously I mentioned uh Silver War. Silver War was probably my number six, I would say. Uh honorable mention. Drink a little too much because you said Silver War. <laughs> the sil- I, I was sw- you know what it was the Silver War. I still had a little too much beer in my mouth and I was like kind of swallowing at the same time. So um They went to the Silver mines. Yeah, well, calm down. Civil, civil war. I could do this all day. <laughs> no, you can't cap your drunk. Sit down. Shut up. <laughs> all right. What else you got? Mich- um, Men in Black 3. Surprisingly good. Yeah. Good call. And I didn't even think of that one. I did not like at all. That franchise. The second one. No. The first one is fantastic. It's a classic. All and three the of them were one, just on this weekend, too. Was we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're on TNT, I think it was. Yeah, all three oh, of them. Oh, you know why? Aladdin. Aladdin. Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. yeah got to get the gotta get the people watching because the, cause the Big Willie style. Big Willie weekend's back, baby. <laughs> He's back. Except Different it's, weekend. Uh, <laughs> it's Memorial just, Day it's weekend. Four, it's, it's four months. It's four weeks away from, from July 4th. But yeah, who cares? Uh, what else you got on your honorable mention? Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, good call. Yes. It's on my honorable mention oh, list, yes. too. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My name is not Hey Zeus. My name is Zeus, as in the Greek. God of lightning, I will shove a lightning bolt up your ass, Zeus. That's all I got, Dave. How about you? Uh, he wears a he wears a sandwich board that says "I hate the N word" in Harlem. Great writing. Oh, Great God. writing. <laughs> all right, uh, I have Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, best one in that series, favorite one in that series. Although I have gotten turned on to the Harry Potter universe this year, and I have enjoyed those films, not enough for it to crack this list. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, which you just discussed, Army of Dark. Jay, the follow-up to one of my favorite 80s horror films, which may win our next movie cocktail. Fingers <laughs> crossed. It's doing well in the polls. Yeah. It, it, it is the sequel to Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, and it is just absolutely fun. One day you will have to watch it, sir. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. <laughs> Even though I've, I, I've pretty much made fun of this series, I, I always say I don't like it that much. However, I do respect this movie a lot. And I do find enjoyment in watching these movies from time to time. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Huh. Even with that fucking 20 minute ending with that 20 like, minute and everything ending, like uh. I got to say it's it's it, it is I, like I'll never I'll never knock the Lord of the Rings series for how cinematic Would you ever are. rewatch that series? I, I've actually been toying with rewatching the entire series. I don't think I can do it in a weekend. Much like I said, I'd be exhausted by watching John yeah. Wick all three in a, in a single weekend. But I would definitely, 
I would definitely give a Saturday. This to, is Thomas Iannucci's, uh, one of his favorite uh, trilogies. This and I Harry Potter. Think. Yes, yes, and yes. and our friends' duty. We did the we did the uh, right. We did the Indie Pod Spotlight for them. So them over there at Shaken Not Nerd, they they really enjoy the Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings series. It's been a long time since I've gone back and watched them, but like I remember going in 2005 to see this movie in the movie theaters. It was a big event. It was a big deal. I only salted on Lord of the Rings after like they all came out. When I did a weekend where I watched them all in a row, and I was just like, holy fuck, I am so fucking bored. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I want this to end. Somewhere like 20 minutes into two, I was ready for it to end. So, but I mean... I I think if you just watch this one on its own, it's it's I don't know, it holds up. But hey, I Lord of the Rings is so low on my list that that this is in the bottom it is of my is. Uh, of my of my honorable mentions and a big honorable mention. Jay George A. Romero classic Day of the Dead, the final one in his in his trilogy for you know Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. It is practical effects were on point in this one, but really the story advances in such a unique and interesting way mm-hmm. uh, with with the creation of Bub, the, uh, the the zombie that can think, feel, love, <laughs> hug, kill Aww. with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, what is your number one, buddy? It's before midnight. Of course it is. Of course it is. Larry and, Linklater. You know, you got to get that. Richard link. Linklater. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Rich. I, I'm, I'm mixing Larry Clark with Richard Linklater. Yes, Richard Linklater. We want to call him Dick. Dick. Dick, Dick Linklater. <laughs> Dick Clark. <laughs> Dick Linklater. <laughs> yes, with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, and they did the impossible. Honestly. Um, you know, I still vividly remember watching the first movie and then feeling so hyped and so scared for the second movie, walking out, feeling like I watched perfection and was so happy and pleasantly surprised. And then when I heard about the third, I was so eagerly excited and nervous at the same time. We and also, I was refreshingly- We all saw it together we, we, we at the We did Ritz. see it all together and we did. And and. You know, it was jarring. It was jarring at first. I, I, it took me a little minute. Um, it was very mature. It was very matter of fact, and they went the 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 practical side when they finally get together and they've been together for a few years now, obviously, and and they have some children together and the real world sinks in. So, what's going to happen to couples nine years after that time? They've been together for nine years. Yeah. It's been so, nine years since the original since since the second one. Uh, Jay, they did a great job with it and. It, you can add to it. Yep. Yeah, so I, I do love this series. Not enough for it to make to make any any list of mine most of the time. Uh I, I do really respect it for kind of like the ad lib conversations that they have in character. Like the like right. like the way Ethan Hawke can just slip back into this character. I mean, it is partially written both by Richard Linklater and the actors themselves because they All are, three movies, not not officially on the first movie, but right. from what I've heard Really, it was all three of them throughout right. the whole actually, franchise. The, the, the story goes, he actually felt bad that they weren't getting writing credits yes. because they were making they, they they were living these characters so much so that that they were they were making suggestions on the script on the fly and lots and of improv in, and, and a yeah, lot yeah. of it worked. Yeah. So I, I do respect it for a lot of that and and it's realist and it's realistic portrayal of relationships and right. stuff like that. And Jay, get excited, man, because it is 2019. <laughs> we are six years. I'm not trying to think about that from dude. the last one. I know. 2022 we're going we're, we're going to see these two characters oh, in their golden years on golden pond some would say <laughs> look it's i trust them 
if they can make these 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 three movies and make it work, what would it be before? So we've already had before sunrise, before <sighs> sunset, before midnight. What is it going to be before twilight? <laughs> like before something? <laughs> they can just let it go before mid dawn, before brunch. <laughs> but I really do. I really I really do think that they will not come back to this unless they have something. Uh, substantial that they the, want to do. I, I, I don't know. I just get the feeling like something will happen in 2021 where like Link Ladder will be like, uh, you guys want to do it? I mean, it's been nine years. I got nothing else on the dock and they're going to be like, okay. <laughs> I mean, what's it take? Three weeks to shoot these movies? It's Yeah. Yeah. Two, three weeks. Yeah. yeah they, they, not a lot. The, the, the third one that was not even announced. No. It was almost like a weird buzz thing. Like all of a sudden they were halfway through shooting or almost finished shooting when like all of a sudden there was like this like rumors going on like wait uh word has it that lick lighter is uh directing in greece right now with julie Duffy and yeah. uh, ethan hawk and it must be a before series it must be another before <laughs> series so. exactly uh for those of you guys yeah. who are completely lost because i'm sure there's a lot of people who are lost. oh i know i'm yeah, sorry everybody the, the, i wanted the, to keep it brief because i don't i know a yeah, lot of people the, haven't seen this the, the link ladder films before sunrise before sunset before midnight if you haven't seen highly them, recommend them yeah. give them a shot if you Please are do. into extremely talky movies that literally nothing happens this is two people having a conversation over about an hour and a half each one of them yeah and that's it that's that's really what it comes down to people in a romantic relationship talking about romantic relationships for 90 minutes in beautiful settings (laughs) and this is the guy who doesn't like indie movies as much as jay does saying that it's worth it it's worth it. Watch it with a loved one. Thank you. Have have those arguments with your loved one afterwards. Whose side are you on on each argument? That's what that's the fun for me. Well, what, was watching these with Lauren. What stands and, like, out is them. the dialogue is real. That's the thing. It's not new. It's not yeah. normal movie dialogue. Jay, I'll, I'll give you a whole. I'll give you, you a know? whole episode to talk about. I'm just someday. saying. I'm just. I'll give you a whole main segment. Now talk I've about talked about this. You talked about it. Enough, right? you're, you're, it's not the. It's not the first time I went, nor the last time. <laughs> Jay, you ready for my number one? I am. It's Return of the Jedi, buddy. The heat has made you powerful. Now, fulfill your destiny. Take your father's place at my side. Never. I'll never turn to the dark side. You failed, Your Highness. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. So be it, Jedi. It's got to be Return of the Jedi. And it's got to be before midnight for me. No, so. no. Return of the Jedi is 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 the quintessential end to a trilogy. Right. Um, it is the the coming of full circle for Luke Skywalker. It's the coming of full circle for 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 the end of the Empire. But I mean, really, what puts this on my list? It, it's really got a lot of nothing to do with that goes on on Endor whatsoever. As much as I might like some of that stuff, it's everything that's happening on the Death Star. Everything that conversation that. That that back and forth that Luke is having with the Emperor and just 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 the Emperor spilling it all out there for him like tell him kill your father take your rightful place at my side you know just like it is so 
good. Like I that it's dramatic. It, yeah. it it is as as great as Empire Strikes Back was. Empire Strikes Back is so good as a whole, but Return of the Jedi has like those moments on the Death Star right, where right, Luke right, right. and Darth Vader are fighting for the Emperor's approval and stuff like that, and we get the final moment where Luke is just pleading with his father. The return of Anakin Skywalker. He throws the Emperor down in, and everyone rejoices. The fucking Death Star blows up. Luke escapes, gives his father the proper burial, and goes on to be in the last Jedi. <laughs> For those of you who don't like that, for me, I like what happened in the last Jedi. Uh, to me, after all that stuff happens to you, you would be a little salty. Um, <laughs> but uh, for for me, I just absolutely love all that, all all the stuff that goes on in, in this film at towards the end. It's, it's good. It's just so good. It, it is just the perfect way to bring that character to a close. And hence why there's so many beloved fans out there. I know. I know. That lived on all the way until the depressing 90s. Your overconfidence is your weakness. (laughs) Your faith in your friends is yours. (laughs) It's just. All right. So that does it for our list. Let us know what you guys think of our top five threequels if you would like to reach out to us on twitter you can hit us up at super movie pod on there you can also reach out to jay on facebook super movie bros podcast on there you can check out jay on instagram super movie bros beer you can also check me out on instagram i am movie cocktail on there be sure to check out our sponsor, Blowfish. You can check them out at fourhangovers.com and use our promo code SMBFISH to get your 15% off of the hangover cure. Be sure to check out our good friends from Shaken Not Nerd over there. You can check them out on any pod catcher that you listen to. We are part of the network. We are part of the Podfix network. So please make sure you head over to podfixnetwork.com. And check out all the amazing shows that are part of the Podfix Network. We have been growing. We did add a few more shows. So make sure you head over there, click on the shows list, and check out some of those shows. And if you enjoy any of them, please, as always, just like with us, if you enjoy a podcast, take the moment and leave a five-star review and even write a comment because you have no idea how much that helps us out. It helps us out immensely in how we grow. That's the only way we can get seen on iTunes with positive reviews. So if you have a moment please take the moment and leave that review it means so much to us me and jay also have additional content over on our patreon so if you would like to get more super movie bros make sure that you go to patreon.com slash super movie bros podcast and for just one dollar a month you can get that additional content and you can get more content and more incentives the more you pledge i want to thank all of you guys for listening have a great night cheers cheers cheers